Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can follow us on Facebook or visit our website at BeatitudesChurch.org. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society. Well, hearty good morning to all of you on this third Sunday after Pentecost and Father's Day. I am honored to be standing in this pulpit today. Not only did your church plant the church I so love to serve, Congregational Church of the Valley, United Church of Christ in Scottsdale, but your church also started the Beatitudes Campus, which I once served as a chaplain for seven very happy years, and for which I received my ordainable call. So you are all near and dear to my heart here, and I look forward to being with you many Sundays this summer as my much smaller church takes a summer break. Do any of you know the origins of Father's Day? I'll tell you. Um, A woman named Sonora Smart Dodd, after listening to a Mother's Day sermon back in 1909, tried to establish something equivalent to Mother's Day for male parents. She was one of six children raised by her father after their mother died, and she wanted um, him to know how special he was and she wanted to honor the sacrifices he made because he was, in her eyes, courageous, selfless, and loving. Sonora's father, William Jackson Smart, was born in June, so she chose to hold the first Father's Day celebration in Spokane, Washington, on the 19th of June. In 1926, Um, A a National Father's Day Committee was formed in New York City, and Father's Day was recognized by a joint resolution of Congress in 1958. And then in 1972, President Nixon established a permanent national observance of Father's Day to be held on the third Sunday of June. It's interesting to note that in other countries, especially in Europe and Latin America, fathers are honored on St. Joseph's Day, a traditional Catholic holiday that falls on March 19th. So just know how glad I am to be here with you, especially on this, this Father's Day. And my sermon is called, Filled with Gold to Break the Cycle. So I am, with all that being said, I'm very sensitive each year on Father's Day, as well as on Mother's Day, because I know not everyone has had a good father or a good mother. For many children growing up, uh, the father might not have even been present physically or emotionally. So this can be a tough holiday. I know this. My father died when I was 12. Now, know that Father's and Mother's Day are not Christian holidays per se, but we do honor them and reference them in churches because good parents on earth are ones who reflect God's attributes well. And many, as did Father's Day founder Sonora Smart Dodd, wanted to recognize this. 
And as I look back over my own life, I've come to realize that my parents were also in the process of growing up, concurrent with me. And because of this realization, and with a lot of prayer work, I have stopped judging them for their human weaknesses. So today I celebrate with you your good experiences and memories of your fathers, and for those of you who suffered abandonment, neglect, and abuse at their hands, I mourn with you. We all have stories. I remember one year on All Saints Sunday, it was our custom to light candles on the communion table to remember our dearly departed loved ones. One man yelled out as I was calling the congregation forward, if there's someone I want to forget, may I blow a candle out? <laughs> we all giggled, but I knew his backstory about his parents, so believe me, I know the emotion behind that statement, and maybe you do too. So that brings me to our scripture from Romans 5 today. For all of the suffering we go through in life, this epistle brings us good news, the good news of the gospel. The Apostle Paul writes, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We may not have always had peace with our moms and our dads or others in life, but through Christ we have peace with God. That's why Christ died. Once and for all we are forgiven and free, God loves us perfectly, even better than the best parent loves. And we need to grasp that today. That's our take-home message in a nutshell. We need to let go of any tendency to conflate our negative experiences we have had with our fathers, mothers, and other human beings with God. God loves you perfectly. God calls you beloved. Through Christ, God's grace covers you. And because God's grace covers and fills us, we can break the cycles of brokenness in the world. But because this is a broken, fallen world, there will be suffering. There will be difficult relationships and loss. We can't avoid it. No one, in fact, gets through life unscathed. Suffering in life is not because of God's absence or abandonment. Suffering is because we do not live in a perfected order, not yet anyway. Paul suffered. He talks about boasting in sufferings, which is all about God's grace. Paul knows all about God's grace, and that's why he can boast or delight in his weaknesses and sufferings. It's God's grace that gives him power to turn his sufferings to good. God's grace is available because of Jesus' work on the cross. All suffering will be resurrected by God's grace if we accept it and if we yield to it. That's what Paul is telling us in our text today. Because Paul goes on to tell us that Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. Well, let's talk about that in the context of a world that is broken, that produces suffering in life. 
I told you earlier that my father, who was a wonderful man, died when I was 12. He died a painful death of cancer at the young age of 43. My mom remarried two years later, and we three children came to have a stepfather who did not want us and did not treat us well on many levels. And I think this was especially hard on my then 10-year-old brother who really wanted, really needed a father. My stepfather had a special contempt for my brother because he was a constant reminder of my father in his good looks, in his mannerisms, in his ambitions and talents. So he put my brother down a lot, and my brother never had a father to take him fishing or hunting or camping or do with him all the things he would have dearly loved to do. Now fast forward some 15 or so years, and my brother met and married a lovely young woman with a three-year-old son. And my brother took this young boy under his wing, and he raised him, and he did all the things with him my brother had wished he'd had a father do with him. And I hear Paul's words echoing here. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. The suffering my brother experienced growing up produced in him a character that would not leave his stepson fatherless. God resurrected my brother's suffering and turned it to good. My brother went on to coach Little League and other sports in his community, and he took great pride in raising his stepson, who always called him Papa Joe. This boy, now a young man, loves my brother and hangs out with him daily. The Apostle Paul talks about character producing hope, a hope that does not disappoint. What great hope a loving father can offer a son, hope for the future and hope for all that a son or a daughter goes on to touch in life, bringing about a more hopeful world for all. I think God was able to pour love into my brother's heart in all the broken places and my brother was, in turn, able to offer that love and hope to the next generation. And I call that resurrection power. And I call that an apt tribute to Father's Day today. It, it makes me think about another Joseph who raised the boy Jesus. I had to laugh several weeks ago when I passed my rural home church, Wentz's United Church of Christ in Worcester, Pennsylvania. No, we didn't say Worcester like they do in, um, in New England. It was Worcester. And they had a wonderful sign out front that said, Jesus had two dads, and he turned out just fine. And by the way, I was also proud to see that um, my home church had a rainbow banner out front. This was the church in which I was baptized, raised, educated, confirmed, and married. Um, and so it was wonderful to see this in the Pennsylvania countryside. But back to this concept of resurrection power. Now we all know the abuses and neglect suffered in childhood, and how that can go in a very different way. 
because of our brokenness, we can be heartily tempted to perpetuate the cycle. Per an old uh, New York Times article I read, studies indicate that about one-third of people who are abused in childhood will become abusers themselves. And of course, this poses a major social challenge. When children are abused, this increases the likelihood of their adulthood problems, ranging from depression and alcoholism to other mental health issues. Yet we Christians have the Holy Spirit in us. We can break the cycle by yielding our suffering to God and letting God resurrect our suffering so that it rises as something hopeful, hopeful as in a strong character, and hope for ourselves and all that we touch in this life, just as my brother did for his stepson. A great example of this is found in Kintsugi, the Japanese art of putting broken pottery pieces back together again with gold. And this is a metaphor for embracing your flaws and imperfections, even your woundedness. See, we, we, we never realize our full potential until we go through the tough times. We realize our full potential when God puts us back together again with pure gold, creating a vessel of beauty. So I'll end with this story today. It's told by the Reverend Billy D. Strayhorn. A man once tried to kill Samuel Logan Brengel, a Salvation Army commissioner and leading author, teacher, and preacher on the doctrine of holiness by throwing a brick at his head. This is how <laughs> he tried to kill him. Brengel survived the attack, but he had a long convalescent time. And during that period, he wrote many inspiring articles which were put into a book entitled Helps to Holiness. The book was a huge success. And later his wife said, had there been no brick, there would have been no book. She kept the brick and had some words from the Old Testament painted on it. They were the words from Genesis 50, verse 20. Joseph spoke these words to the brothers who had sold him into slavery and said, even though you intended to harm me, God intended it for good. Sometimes it happens just like that. Sometimes we think that the most tragic event that could happen to us leads us to some later triumph. But even if it doesn't, there's still good news. Paul tells us that even when we see no beneficial results, at least with God's help, we can keep growing. Nothing happens in this world in vain if we entrust it to God. Most of us will, will say that some of the most valuable lessons we have learned in life, we learn through adversity. Sometimes just hanging on, not giving up, not giving in is all it takes to get it right. Paul put it like this. We boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, 
and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not disappoint us because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. Today, it is my prayer for you that you can, with God's love and grace, break any cycles of suffering in your life. And may those places of woundedness be filled with the gold of the Holy Spirit who develops your character so you can go on to offer the world what it so desperately needs. May it be so on this Father's Day and always. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's show. You can help us to continue this program by making your donations at BeatitudesChurch.org backslash online dash giving. Beatitudes Radio, empowering people to enrich society.